My name's Hayden Larson. I'm Easton Bates. I'm Hayden Broscutter. All right, so uh, we are studying Bronislaw Malinowski, um, famous anthropologist. Uh, he was born uh, April 7th, 1884 in Poland. Um, he is best known for his work uh, in the Trobrian Islands. Um, and he was kind of the one who came up with um, participant observation and doing field work and actually learning about cultures based on their own context rather than sitting back um, and just kind of observing from a distance like some of the previous anthropologists before him had done. Um, we, Easton, why did we, uh, what interested us about anthropo uh, uh, Malinowski? Um, I think the reason why I chose Malinowski was because I was interested in what religion and myth uh, says about society and why societies hold myths so like near and dear to their hearts. What about you, Hayden? I found Malinowski interesting because he was essentially the father of fieldwork and anthropology. I also found studies of the native people in the South Pacific also very interesting. Yeah, I just... um. For me, I think what what I appreciate is that he he's almost kind of like the father, I feel like, of the he kind of set the paved the way for how anthropology is still being done uh, until this day. Um, and then he one of his main things that he came up with was functionalism. And I think Easton has some more information he can say about that. Yeah. So according to the University of Alabama's anthropology department, functionalists seek to describe the different parts of a society and their relationship by means of an organic analogy. The organic analogy compares the different parts of a society to the organs of a living system. The organism is able to live, reproduce, and function through the organized system of the several parts and organs. Like a biological organism, a society is able to maintain its essential processes through the way um, that the different parts interact. Additionally, Melanowski suggested that individuals have physiological needs, reproduction, food, shelter, and social institutions exist to meet those needs, which will be further analyzed by my partner Hayden in our culture description. According to Michael W. Young's book, An International Dictionary of Anthropologists, Melanowski's enduring conceptual contributions lay in the areas of kinship and marriage, the concept of sociological paternity, in magic and ritual language and myth, um, the example of myth as a social charter, meaning stories that are established to proper organi organization and rules behavior of a society, and economic anthropology, not noticeably the concept of reciprocity. Um, which means, uh, according to the MerriamWebsterDictionary.com, the practice of exchanging things with others, mutual benefit. However, Melanowski was also the pioneer of a little something known as fieldwork. Hayden, would you mind explaining what fieldwork is? Yeah, so fieldwork was, it was not really common practice in anthropology before Melanowski. Most of the research you saw in anthropology was conducted through books and reading um, until Melanowski discovered that you were able to collect a lot more information about the culture and the people you're studying if you embrace yourself in the culture like going out to the Trobrian Islands where he um, learned about the native people on that island.
Um, he also was learned a lot about participant observation and came up with that idea. What do you think about that, Easton? Uh, so participant observation um, is basic field in a cultural anthropology setting that involves living in a culture for an extended period of time. It's kind of like being in a group, for example. Um, he also talks, uh, Melanowski also talks about why myths were created. Hey, can you go into further on why yeah. myths were created? So Malinowski found uh, that myths uh, were very important in culture because he believed that they were based off of broken pieces of reality or a true story that needed to be pieced back together to see the entire true story. He also believed that myths were an ancient science that provided explorations to things we cannot explain. And he believed cultures existed because um, they benefited the individual in each culture. And since humans are social beings, um, he believed that each person in the culture helped each other. He also believed that culture was developed uh, as a result of humans relying on other humans to survive, which can very much be applied to uh, today's world. I think additionally, um, functionalism is a small part of the like anthropological theory. However, Melanowski's contributions in the terms of like fieldwork and participant observation is where his mark really lies. We can see that participant observation and fieldwork still play a critical role in how anthropologists gather information, such as Zora Neale Hurston and her fieldwork with the people of the United States South. Being able to almost tell a story with her findings because she was so accustomed to the people in that community, gaining their trust to an extent. Uh, would you guys say that you disagree or agree with Melanowski's description of function of, of myth and how it plays into culture? Um. I mean, I feel like he was pretty accurate with it because um, he did a good job of trying to understand of why people come up with myths um, and like because they I feel like they kind of, you know, they help people understand or answer questions they have about just like why things are the way they are that like may not make sense to people. But then these myths kind of help stabilize and give people like the mental almost like mental power in a way um that kind of helps keep them like grounded um for sure also um actually hang on somebody else wants to chime in i forgot what i was going to say there oh yeah i agree about uh myth i um since most of the older cultures he studied they weren't as modernized as our world and the world he lived in. Um, they looked back at the myths and their previous ancestors for the facts and how things worked in their modern world that they're living in. Yeah. And uh, another thing about Malinowski is I feel like he kind of helped um, anthropology become less um ethnocentric because like a lot of the people before him previous anthropologists uh looked at these other non-western cultures uh with a very through a very ethnocentric lens for sure and now he kind of came in yeah. and was like no like the that's not really accurate it's like all these you know all these uh cultures just they're all made in their own way and they're not uh, like unilineal evolution isn't yeah uh, that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah yeah I also think that's where participant observation uh, came in very help, uh, helpful yeah. because he had his students go out to these um, these islands or wherever he was studying and just embrace themselves in their culture 
and they learned a lot, um, a lot of things and a lot quicker through that way. Yeah. And then like for me personally, I would tend to agree with his description of functionalism, uh, especially when it relates to like myth and story within a society and culture. Like the example that comes to my head is kind of like religion creates a unity for society. Um, I think it can be highlighted in the idea of like church. Everyone there kind of believes in like the same thing. God created them and they're meant to worship them. However, those people like congregate there and meeting like-minded people and like that furthers relationships amongst themselves, which can lead to like friendships and relationships and et cetera. Like just everything in like the grand scope of like a unity of a society. So I would definitely tend to agree with Melanowski's functionalism. And like you guys said, um, with participant observation and, um, well, and, uh, a participant observation and, um, God, somebody help me here. Um, fieldwork. Uh, fieldwork. Field- yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Fieldwork. I definitely think overall, like, having that um, implemented into anthropology today is super important. And like you said, like an ethnocentric lens is kind of like not lost completely, but I definitely think is limited. Yeah. I completely he, de- agree. he definitely revolutionized anthropology in my opinion. Yeah. Him and Boaz. Yeah. Him and Boaz yeah. For sure. I wonder if it weren't, if Bo, say Boaz and Malinowski had never existed, I wonder how long it would have taken for somebody to come, come in and, and do what like Malinowski did and kind of change, change the game a little bit, you know, like, I wonder how it could be different today if say that had taken longer or if it, if the, if the ethnocentric view had never really been changed, but I think it would have definitely been kind of thrown away eventually like it yeah. was. I would totally agree yeah. with that. Um, I think, like, at some point or another, like, we all kind of, like, um, go to the next step or, like, evolve. Um, so if it wasn't him, it'd be somebody else sort of thing. Yeah, I feel kind like he's like, just spreading the process along quicker. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's yeah. the one that came up with the idea. I'm sure somebody else had that idea as well. Um, so I don't, I, I don't think it would have taken very long. And especially with, like, within the next 30 to 40 years, you have somebody, you have um, the civil rights movement. So I think that would just expedite that process. And then you have like anthropologists like Zora Neale Hurston, who was like uh, between like the 1930s and 60s. And she was, you know, leading in her field. So, I mean, I think eventually it would have happened regardless. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you for listening to our uh, podcast. Uh, and just to reiterate, I'm Easton Bates, and my partners are. I'm Hayden Russ Gutter. I'm Hayden Larson. And thank you for listening.